0: Three, two, one. You are now listening to the Spooky Boys Podcast. We talk, we review, you listen now. Here's your host, Matt Miranda and Joe Murphy. Hey, hi, how are you? Welcome back to another episode of the Spooky Boys Podcast. Season one, episode five, Joey bringing you in for the goosebumps.
1: Yeah, there back some uh, nostalgia, all the all the good feels.
0: Ninety kids, time to stand up for this one. This one's my episode. <laughs> I'm really excited about this one. Uh, last episode, obviously, we went through the A24 films. Joe, I feel like that was more your speed. This one is definitely in my wheelhouse of old school. Um, a little bit of like I said nostalgic. Get into a couple episodes of the the great creation of Arlo Stein, his his Goosebumps books. Reincarnated into the Goosebumps TV series in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, this is the uh,
1: the Spooky Boy Foundation. Honestly, this is what got the got the wheels turning.
0: R.L. Stein, a huge visionary for for us 90s kids back in the day. I think Goosebumps was a huge foundational piece, at least for me when I was when I was growing up. I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, like when I was nine years old, I was going to find the scariest movies and stuff like that, but definitely was really interested. And it's really interesting how, you know, someone like Arlstein could make this whole series, even, even just go to the books part um, just a horror like theme for kids. I feel like that is one of the hardest things that you could do for a, a generation of people under, you know, 12 years old, 13 years old to be reading these books keep it like tailored down into a a kid version, but still make it spooky enough that when you're that young, you're like, Oh, this, this is, this is pretty scary.
1: Yeah. It's definitely a fine line. And he has walked that line for seems like almost 30 years now. Decades. Yeah. But it's just been an insane run and he's still kicking, which is even more impressive.
0: Did you ever read the books, Joey?
1: I did. Yeah. I, I honestly don't like, so, like obviously, the big names like Haunted Mask and stuff like that, but I I don't really remember any specific books, but I know I, I read them.
0: I remember when I was when I was in grade school, we had we had this like contest. It was an accelerated reader, and for anybody who doesn't know, me Joey didn't go to the same school, so I don't know if you guys had this too, Joey. But an accelerated reader contest where each year you would start at zero, and each book in our library would have like where like the the codes are and stuff like that on the back of the book would be a printed label that would say how many points this book was. And the I think the goal was like at the end of the year we would have a meeting and however many points you had would equal that to some type of gift. So like if you had a hundred points you got you know a colored pencil packet. If you had five hundred points you got. I don't know a sweatshirt with a school name on it. If you got a thousand points, you got a geode. Uh, like everyone thought geodes were sick back then, so we it was like a weird like kind of cachet of stuff that you could pick from. But I would always try to run it up and read as many easy books like sports books and stuff like that. But I remember Goosebumps was a huge kicker for me, and it was like I don't know five points, which I feel like is super low, but they were quick reads and stuff like that. So I w- I would always finish with like. 60 points and nobody thought I could read and stuff but most of them were goosebumps books so it led to something bigger and better with the spooky boys podcast but did not help me get a geode in life so I think I read through most of most of the books to be honest with you do you guys do that kind of stuff
1: uh, I don't remember anything like that but that's a great way to get kids to to read like that how you gotta bribe them with something but like, I feel like we had to do book reports and there had to be a minimum amount of pages, like Captain Underpants is always my (laughs) go-to. It
0: was
1: was like five words a page and they're like a hundred pages.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Another good series of books though. Absolutely. But yeah, I feel, I I agree with you though. I feel like when um, I'm sure Arl Stein had a lot of trials and tribulations coming up with these different stories. Um, I'm sure in the beginning it was a hard pitch for any publishers that he went to that, um, you know, you're going to make a continued series of horror-themed books for kids. Um, kind of like a niche thing, but, I mean, he's, he's probably the master at, at that whole entire um, subject matter.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the, the stats speak for itself. It's, it's unbelievable how many books he sold and how many different languages on. And then the whole series is on Netflix. Like, it's, it's insane.
0: Now they're on the now it's on to the Spooky Boys podcast, a whole episode dedicated to them.
1: Right, like, you know, you, this is the, you know, you made it kind of moment for this guy, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> Speaking of which, Joey and I did have the opportunity to reach out to uh, Mister Stein himself on Instagram. Uh, Joey, plug our Instagram real quick.
1: Yeah, at Spooky Boys Pod, give your boys some uh, some love.
0: Be a friend, scare a friend, shoot him, shoot us some love um but we went into rl's dms if you will on instagram and just shot him a shot him an idea to come on to the show obviously you can tell he he denied that that pure fact but he did say it sounds like fun and he wished he could be on so hopefully in the future maybe maybe rl himself would be on but hopefully he listens to this episode that's dedicated to the goosebumps franchise that'd be pretty cool
1: yeah, the fact that we have, like, 30 followers and he still, like, responded, is, is just speaks to his character. Like, what a guy.
0: Yeah. No, I think he's still – definitely still in touch. And I think that would be cool, too, to continue, um, you know, as we, we start to grow a little bit, we start to have kids and stuff to pass on that type of generational talent that RL had and, and pass the the Goosebumps franchise down. Um, I think it's a really great stepping, stepping stone, stepping block for – uh, to get into the horror theme, the horror world and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's either you love it or you hate it. So, like, this, this is obviously just the, like you said, opens the door to this entire genre. And if you just, you're left with wanting more from Goosebumps, you can uh, always upgrade. And that was, this was like a great, because, I mean, obviously we watched a couple and it's, it's, they still hold up. Like 90s, like, graphics and stuff. Aside, like whatever, it's still creepy. So yeah, I mean, I, this guy just just gets it.
0: Yeah, I think this the the books that he created and, and from the books the him being involved in the TV series franchise too, I think helped a lot. Um, if if people remember anybody who's listening remembers, you know, the gentleman that's at some of the the episodes in the beginning saying, you know, viewers beware, you're in for a scare. That's RL himself. So I feel like he had a really hands-on approach to making the books into, uh, 20, 25, 30 minute, uh, short, short kind of short films. Uh, but I think they did a really good job at that's even like a key part of it too, is not making them into monster hour and 30 hour and 40 minute, uh, movies and stuff like that. I feel like that would have kind of flopped, but just making each book into kind of a short film and, and using, I mean, I guess it was time relevant in the nineties, but like a lot of uh, 90s cultures used used in it a lot of like the I don't know if it's cheesy it probably wasn't cheesy for the time but like the scares that they have or the the actors they had was very time relevant so you can kind of be in a time capsule when you watch it but like you said I I agree when we when we did when we said we were gonna do this and I went back and watched a few I was like this this does make sense when I was younger why this kind of upset me not upset me in a bad way but just just kind of spooked me a little bit,
1: for sure. I mean, you still like have those images in your head from watching it the first time, seeing it the first time, and it all came back. It's like, okay, that's, I I understand why I remember this because it's actually pretty creepy still.
0: Yeah, and we we did do. I think we picked two. We did pick two um, episodes to review a little bit later on. I think we're gonna give the spooky metric system a break on this one i don't think it would would be it wouldn't have justice on you know this type of these type of um films these type of um tv series and stuff but uh this is all relevant to you know like like i said this is more of my episode of if joey's episode was last episode this one would be my episode of kind of why why i'm into this type of genre now you know i feel like i i did watch a lot of i think there's 74 episodes total um over over like four seasons um i'm pretty sure i went through most of those um there might be a few in there that i don't i don't recall and stuff but i'm pretty sure i went through most of them when you were younger joey did you were you like on it and watch it or would you if it was on you would watch it for goosebumps
1: no like we would um when I was younger, we definitely would get together with, like, other friends and and watch them in, like, our their basement, so it was definitely, like, a a big pastime of ours, like, seeing if we we'd all get together, like, have you seen this
0: one? Like, no, it's like, alright, here we go. Throw it on, and yeah. Just kind of go down the, the rabbit hole. Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps was, like, I don't know, watching Saw and, you know, something crazy on, uh, as a movie when you're older. I feel like those were the two age-appropriate things that I would really get into. And obviously Goosebumps was more of the stories that I like to um, watch. But, you know, a lot of my friends like to bring up Are You Afraid of the Dark as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's also nostalgic and obviously classic. But I feel like Goosebumps is definitely was more up my alley
0: as well. All right, Joey, real quick. Give me five facts about R.L. Stein that I want to hear about the Goosebumps franchise. I'm going to put you on the hot seat.
1: Go. Okay. Um, <clears> okay <throat> well not about R. Stein, but Ryan Gosling was involved in one of the episodes so I, I was I was thinking of when we were watching it back like I wonder like if anyone like really big got their start on Goosebumps and let it be hold Ryan Gosling obviously superstar was was part of the spooky or not the spooky boys but the Goosebumps <laughs> franchise hopefully the spooky boys at uh, one point in time we could slide into think. his
0: DMs for sure
1: yeah I mean R.L. Stein, we're hot right now <laughs> Whatever. Another um, <laughs> so another one is that he thinks of the title first and then gets the uh idea from the title so like he just will think of like a random title and he's like okay and then just go off that which i think is kind of like backwards but just interesting uh, to, like to see his process like that i respect that give me another um and that he's written over 330 books yeah, which is unbelievable.
0: That's insane.
1: He said he's working on new Goosebumps titles, Fear Street titles, and he, he's writing comic books for Marvel and picture books for little kids. Like this dude just does not stop.
0: Content creator, nonstop. Yeah,
1: it's ridiculous.
0: All right, Joe, give me a give me a big finale on the facts.
1: So yeah, Goosebumps is one of the best-selling children's series of all time. Uh, we got. More than 350 million English language books in print, plus an additional 50-plus million international copies in print in 24 languages.
0: I mean, that's incredible.
1: It is just
0: out of this world. Like, if you think about it, like, the... Like, the... What we're talking about, like, the theme of what he writes. I don't... Like, there's definitely no one else that I... Like, there's no one else that I could say that is, like, R.L. Stein and somebody else, you know, has a hold of the children's horror theme booked. There's just one wow. guy. He has Same a monopoly too. on everything, which is awesome. Like, I, I mean, he definitely could have swung and missed. Um, I feel like earlier in his career, he probably did one or two times. But once he got a hold of Goosebumps and really started writing, 350 million copies of children's books being sold is an insane number.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he just he doesn't know anything else. He just knows how to write best-selling children's horror film horror books. Like it's it's what this guy was put on the Earth to do, and he's done it to an insane amount, like of production.
0: And it was made into a TV series. Segway, Joey, TV series now. Goosebumps, seventy-four episodes, like we talked about, mid '90s. I mean, if if you look at the timeline of, of where life is, mid-90s is top tier of, of life itself. So I feel like being hot in mid-90s and being at like the top of content being created for anybody who remembers when they were growing up, what they were watching. Again, I feel like you're coming out with heaters nonstop for everybody to keep watching. Um, but I definitely, I steer the ship on this one and pick the two that I... I still remember even rewatching them again. I remembered most of the scenes and stuff. Um, and we did a little teaser on on our Instagram. Joey, uh, plug our Instagram real quick.
1: Yeah, at Spooky Boys Pod, uh, tap it.
0: Be a friend, scare a friend. Give us a follow. Shoot us a like. Whatever you got to do, DM us. We'll get you on the pod. But we did yeah, a little give teaser. Us your
1: thoughts? Do whatever. Like just just hit us up
0: we did a little teaser for these two episodes. So the haunted mask is the one we're going to cover and then we're going to go over, um, stay out of the basement, which I feel like we're it's top five on everybody's list. Um, yeah. I don't think anybody can debate that at least one of them isn't top five in the franchise. You're crazy if you think anything else. Uh, right. but these two were definitely, were definitely mine. One and two. Um, I'll go through which one I think was one, which one I think is two. But like I said, I think we're going to stay off the spooky metric system on these ones, give them a break, and kind of go through it. Joey, I'll let you take this away. What do you want to go through first? We interrupt this episode for some breaking news. This just in. It's time for the boys to review this week's movies. Sit tight. Volume up. Let's get spooky. Um...
1: I say we do the stay out of the base at first.
0: Okay. Cool. Um, So this go ahead. Synopsis me.
1: Yeah. um, so this one I don't I didn't didn't quite remember as much as I did the the latter, but definitely like the dad in it is definitely super creepy. Yeah. And I feel like as a as a kid watching it, it's like I'd be absolutely terrified of that dude.
0: Well, the crazy thing about that is, like, when you're watching that, you're kind of the same age as these kids, basically. And you can kind of relate, like, anybody growing up, I mean, as you're, when you're a kid, you get yelled at no matter what. And usually your parents have, like, two different voices, like, their regular voice and, like, their stern, I'm going to yell at you voice. And I feel like I, when I was watching this, like, I could not relate in the sense that my dad was a mad scientist, but, like, just getting yelled at and stuff is scary enough for yourself. But then, when you're watching this and kind of seeing what he's doing, or you know, hypothesizing as this the, the episode's going on, uh, it spooks you a little. It gives you a little bit of like the heebie-jeebies, kind of.
1: Yeah, like it's not even like the whole scary part. It's just you kids aren't supposed to go in the basement, and the dad's adamant about that, and very creepily tells them not to multiple times. And it's just it's like a real life kind of thing, like every kid's obviously curious and is going to do what they want. And the dad's obviously going to handle it how he does. And he's the dude's creepy. I mean, hundred percent.
0: what do you think when you were going, when you were watching it? Like, I, I couldn't really, I mean, I remember a lot of stay out of the basement, but I couldn't really remember the, like the correlation of why he was doing what he was doing and stuff like that. Um, what do you think the creepiest part of that, of that episode was?
1: Um, just like when the dad, like they they go in the basement, obviously, and they, they find the clone of their dad.
0: Yeah,
1: and they don't know which one's which. Yeah, and it was just it was just kind of weird. Like the other guy comes down, it's like, oh, I'm your dad, and the guy who was in the closet is like, oh I'm your dad, and then that she finds out because love prevails, and that's kind of the main moral story in most of these which is nice.
0: Yeah, there is a, there's definitely a Disney ending to, to a lot of the, the Goosebumps franchise for sure. Um, the worms freaked me out though, for sure, oh, yeah. on the bed. Um, and that's like one of those iconic scenes of, of Goosebumps. I think on a lot of like the trailers and stuff, they'll show worms and worms throughout most of the, not most of them, but some of the other episodes and stuff, but. Yeah, the big, um, big
1: worms guy. Yeah, big worm guys.
0: <laughs> I mean, worms are definitely creepy, so I get it. They are um but yeah i think this this one um this one i i remember when i was that age i'm trying to think of the house that i was in like basement wise and stuff we definitely had for for a lot of um when i was growing up a basement that was super creepy and stuff so again just making correlations in your own kid life too i feel like helped a lot um add into like the realistic unrealistic scare of these and like i said like rl stein ha- had to walk some type of line and i'm sure he went overboard sometimes i'm sure he kind of underwhelmed sometimes because like how do you continuously scare a kid and then have them come back and watch that same franchise and same tv series you know what i mean
1: yeah you gotta find the right degree of awkward and creepy and like terrifying and it's I it, mean, it, it, it hits him all, like consistently, obviously, like there's the most consistent children's series of all time. So, I mean, it's, I know his wife, they said like she was involved a lot too, which was kind of like a good, like baseline for him. It seemed like because like, obviously if it's just him, he can, you can definitely get carried away like anybody would. So I feel like she was the 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 anchor to, to keep him like grounded and keep it Along like the lines where you should be,
0: like taper it down a little bit. Right. Yeah, I think stay out of the basement was a really, a really good one for me. Um, I'm trying to think too. Like when I was when I was younger, watching it, I don't know how. Like, I don't know if I would come out of those those shows. Like, I don't know if I would come out of the episodes of of Goosebumps. Like, can't can't go to sleep type type scare. Um, but it was, it was like good enough for me that, again, I would come back and watch it, but it was like, oh man, like, I don't, I don't really know how to process that. Like it didn't, I didn't jump out of my seat and get scared. You're just kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't like that feeling, but I kind of do like that feeling. I want to watch it again.
1: Right. And like some, obviously some are better than others, but like, there's always scenes you'll remember that'll stick with you for sure. Just like mental screenshots of it. And every single one, there's always, like, you think it's over, then there's a last scene where it's just like, oh, what the hell?
0: Yeah, a little cliffhanger. Like, yeah, a little. Yeah, for every single here. time. Yep. no, it's a, it's definitely a theme in, in those episodes. Um, but I think I, I, I have to give it, I think I'm going to give Stay Out of the Basement for me second place. I think that's going to come in second for me. I didn't, I didn't until I watched it again as an adult. If I had to when I was a kid, I probably would say Stay Out of the Basement was number one for me. But when I rewatched um, The Haunted Mask, I was I not, I mean, I wasn't anywhere close when I was older, like being out, like scared and stuff like that. But I think that one, I think The Haunted Mask is number one for me.
1: Yeah, it's tough because I obviously watched them back to back. I watched The Haunted Mask first and Stay Out of the Basement second. And I feel like I was definitely more creeped out by Stay Out of the Basement just because of the dad and, like, not necessarily, like, the plant stuff. Like, that was, wasn't that scary as, like, what's meant to be scary in The Haunted Mask, but just, like, the acting was better from the dad and just gave it a more real feeling of horror instead of a made-up mask. But it's... I, I think I might have to go Stay Out of the Basement for number one.
0: Okay. Well, let's segue into The, the Haunted Mask. So The Haunted Mask is another... Really, really strong episode of the of Goosebumps. Uh, very good book, too. I feel like a lot of um, like the cover, a lot of the artwork, I know I'm pretty sure all of the covers of the books were bun- done by the same artist. And I feel bad for not plugging him in as well. But uh, those, a lot of those, even book covers, really easy to recognize, really cool um, images because it's not, it's not like the Goosebumps books had pictures in it or anything like that so you're kind of reading and imagining a lot of stuff but a lot of your images come from uh, those books like the i feel like a lot of people get the goosebumps like slime kind of mixed up that that's not actually slime that's the monster's blood from one of the books so i mean it's it's just stuff like that like you you take a lot of that stuff from the books and add it into the franchise and, and make it visual it, it helps bring both of them together but um the haunted for me like Carly Beth, <laughs> I mean, Carly Beth, <laughs> she deserved a lot of this. <laughs> she, she really got on <laughs> my nerves in the adult in the adult life that I have. But um, I don't remember her being, her being like that when I was younger. No. Uh, the two boys really ran it up on her and stuff. But uh, essentially, yeah, <laughs> essentially, uh, Carly Beth is, you know, she's getting sick and tired of um, everybody pecking on her. She's not scary. She's got a little goody two-shoes. She goes to, man, is that one of the creepiest guys that owns a mask shop for God only knows what reason, into his shop. Just, she steals like the mask. a random Russian accent. Yeah, she steals the mask. I know she threw money at it, but I mean, he said not to take the mask. But Carly Beth is that type of personality. Um, takes the mask. Mask gets stuck because, of course, it does. It's goosebumps. Um, and she becomes a little gremlin for half the episode. Um <laughs> I just think the way that she's like moving and talking and like, you know, being a kid. And I mean, she turned into like this grotesque creature that the mask obviously, you know, embodied and stuff like that. Um, Very weird, cool, weird, but um, way to kind of depict like a haunted mask type type episode. Um, But I think just the way that she acted, while having the mask on, puts the Haunted mask above stay out of the basement. What? What do you think about
1: it? I, I respect that. The little, like, cynical laugh she does is so insane. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, she carries around her own head because the thing them, her mom made.
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh the own head thing.
1: Yeah, and, like, I saw, that was like, they said they had little, very little effect, like, money for, like, effects and stuff. But, yeah. I mean, for the time, I feel like it's it couldn't have been better. With, like, the the little, her little head thing smiling and then the, the masks, like, floating and coming after her, like, you're in, like, 1992, like, that's, well, I don't know when the, I forget when the um, the series stopped. Well, it's or, 95, yeah, yeah. there's,
0: it like, 95, 98, somewhere, yeah. somewhere in there. Still yeah. in, the,
1: in the fucking
0: 90s. No, I agree with you. And, again, I mean, how do you keep this stuff? borderline like how do you keep it on that edge of we can run this on i don't know nickelodeon or we can run it on disney or wherever you run it have kids watch it and have kids come back like parents are turning it off saying this is way too out of control like you can't keep watching this um so yeah i, I, I completely agree i feel like they put as much time and effort as they possibly should into a lot of like the scenery and into a lot of special effects and then you, you got to keep that like grounded view that you know putting all this cgi into something for kids like kids aren't going to even understand that kind of stuff they're more focused on carly beth and what carly beth's doing and i can't i can't explain enough she really irritated me watching that <laughs> just uh, the name too yeah carly beth You am
1: gonna say carly but carly beth every time carly
0: beth <laughs> but it felt so 90s that's the other thing too i wanted to touch on is like I don't, it's hard to remember every single thing about your childhood and stuff and like what era you grew up in. But I feel like if you, if you watch those episodes, you see the, their clothing style, you see how they're dressed, how they talk, how they act, the names that they use. Um, I felt like, like I was going back in a time machine. I felt like these were, this is how I grew up. And this is what my, my school looked like. There was a bunch of little Carly baths running around. And there was a bunch of chucks and there was a bunch of kids making fun of Carly Beth, 100%. Put
1: <laughs> worms in her sandwich. Like, that's so gross.
0: Joey, I feel like that's
1: something that you would do. No, I'm not, I'm not fucking psycho. Like, that's... Because <laughs> you deserve to go to jail if you do that. That's crazy.
0: But, yeah, just uh, the the little pranks and, like, the little, little kind of stuff. And, like, when they're walking around Halloween night and watching all the costumes go by, I feel like it was... Again, it was very... Um, that time frame just reminded me a lot of kind of what we, we used to do back then. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think this episode for me was, was number one, just because of how, how she acted, what she looked like for the mask, that guy that sold her, well, she took it from like him, like he was pretty creepy himself. Uh, but when you mentioned, I forgot about that, um, having her head and she talked for like a quick second, like her. She's, I think she said, "Help, help me, it's like, like help on me. the stick." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's some creepy stuff. Like that's some that's some weird stuff when you're that young watching that. Um, yeah,
1: I was even like, "Jesus, what the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but I think that that's why you serves, um stay out of the basement for me. It's just that little extra. Um, I feel like like preteen girls in that kind of setting would be scary no matter what. So I'm glad Arl Stein like went there, or whoever, if it was a producer, went that way to make her the um, the protagonist of that of that episode. Because I feel like if you did a boy, it'd be like, I don't know, it it just would take away from it. But when a girl wants to get back at boys, like it just makes like her head being on there as a girl and her (laughs) saying help me is a lot scarier than I don't know, like Chuck's head being on there and him saying help me. Just my opinion. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it definitely, like, helps you get on her side easier than a little, like, kid
0: boy. Right. I was thinking, too, Joey, like, do you think Stein, if, if given the task, could remake these goosebumps, like, all the episodes that he made in the 90s, make it for the adults that grew up in the 90s watching the kid version, and if, if he made adult versions 20 to 30 minutes of these episodes do you think it would be good or do you think it has to be how they are now and kind of the content that they were created for the 90s and for the kids
1: i don't know because i feel like he he definitely started out not making like they were like teen horror like they were for a little bit older kids right um before he started the goosebumps thing but it was still for teenagers so it was definitely a little more like scary but i, I don't know i feel like i feel like he definitely could
0: like make an or like a grown up adaptation to these episodes
1: yeah i mean if anybody can do it it's this guy like he's that's true all hell he's never stopped or else not is
0: basically yeah. what we're saying Beast. i don't know that'd be interesting to see it'd be i don't it's funny like nobody has been able to like jump over kind of hurdle what he's done. I don't know if anybody's no. kind of elbowed his way. I feel like we would have kind of heard about it now and it definitely would have made its way onto some type of platform by now. Um, that, it's like, like what we'll, else is there though?
1: He's written 330
0: books. Like what yeah, <laughs> What else like, can you come up with? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know like how somebody could nudge their way into that type of uh, genre or that those type of uh, books and stuff like that. I feel like he kind of carved his own way Made this series; it stands alone by itself. It's like the gold standard, but I don't know if there's a silver and a bronze below. I can't even think of who the competition would be.
1: Yeah, I mean, afraid of the dark. It just, but I mean, that wasn't that just the TV show. I don't was that books.
0: I don't know. I, I just remember the TV show. Maybe there was books. I don't know if it was an yeah. episodic book like that, like Goosebumps.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. I think it was just for TV. But that's like the only thing I can think of that even comes close
0: yeah i agree yeah anything that i can think of like the naked night stuff um was mostly all like comedy and cartoons and i don't really think there was much more than are you in the dark and goosebumps um which is crazy because i feel like there's a lot of people trying to recreate there's a lot of people trying to do the same or you know i could be rl stein too so i'm going to do something but it just hasn't happened it hasn't come together
1: he's too good it's it's Disheartening for anyone trying to get into the, the genre.
0: Do we add R.O. Stein to Mount Spooky?
1: I mean, just like going over his stats, I think he just he has to.
0: I agree. I feel like he's he's definitely been a stepping stone in in my life to get to kind of this point. Definitely sure. would, would look back and say Goosebumps was the catalyst to jumping into a front runner for the podcast of the year in 2021, 2022. Right
1: to, got to Can back. Give him his flowers while so he's still here, you know? I agree
0: with that. And hopefully next time we do a Goosebumps episode, hopefully RL is still listening to this part of the podcast because I'm definitely <laughs> guessing that he's going to be listening to it. But we can get him on the next time and ask him some questions about where he's at now and where his head was at before. Like, who would think that back then you would be at this point looking back and still saying, nobody has touched me. Nobody's come close to me.
1: Yeah, I would like to know like how he speaks of that. Like I'm the best. Like I don't know if he's like humble. I feel like he's a humble guy, but the stats say otherwise.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how you can't kind of flex your muscles a little bit and just say, Look at look at my life's work. Like you said, I'm sure there was definitely failures in there. There was definitely not not so good goosebumps episodes. But as a whole, that franchise itself, I'm pretty sure that I mean, it was a success for me.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I feel like if you're if you're born in the '90s, every single person knows what goosebumps is. There's not a single soul out there that doesn't know, or hasn't seen or read or anything of anything Stein's done.
0: If you're starting the '90s kids starter pack, '90s kids uh, pop culture starter pack, goosebumps is a thousand percent on there am i wrong 100%. no okay i'm just making sure along with most other other things 90s goosebumps is right up there with with number one number two number three has to be all right joey to end this episode i i think we should come up with a challenge for anybody who might be listening and obviously when this becomes once we can always become top five podcasts all time um challenge for the next generation to come up with you're never going to be able to touch Goosebumps we've touched that but to come up with some type of competition for RL and what he's created I wonder if anyone can come close to I'll just just—I'll just even lay it out there doesn't have to be a book series but the actual Goosebumps TV series do you think anyone can catch up to him get close to him
1: I mean I hope so Like it's, it'd be nice to have that same kind of vibe with like newer graphics and like fresher storylines, whatever, just anything relevant to people now. So I think it would, I mean, history repeats itself, obviously. Like you saw the nineties, nineties clothing, nineties, like tailoring coming back. So I feel like it's, it's due for another, another new generation of, uh, horror film fanatics.
0: All right, so the Spooky Boys question the the future. Can you come up with '90s vibes in early 20? I don't know, 2020s or 2030s. I mean, is that what we're is that what we're shooting for? We want to see something in the next ten years. Yeah, That's I hope fair. so.
1: Sooner, sooner rather than later.
0: Start popping out a few kids, Joey. Then you start to have something to have <laughs> yeah. them have them start watching <laughs> Goosebumps 2.0. Yikes. Always remember, be a friend, scare a friend. Let them know about the Spooky Boys. Check out our website. Check out Joey. Let the people know about our Instagram.
1: Yeah, at Spooky Boys Pod. Holla at your boy.
0: Hit us up. Sign our DMs. Joey's the the content creator of the Instagram. He's probably going to be the one that's answering you. If you want some type of hoodie, if you want a phone case, Joey has a percentage code. He'll give it to you. All you have to do is let him know that, hey, I need something send it to me and he'll do it he's very generous it's almost Christmas he'll give whoever whatever they want just hit him up on our Instagram
1: yeah I mean I'll do anything for a fan you know so you scratch my back listen to the podcast give us a follow I'll scratch your back give you a little discount code we'll see we'll see what happens
0: and that's a pod you've been listening to the Spooky Boys podcast with Joe Murphy and Matt Miranda To recap the reviews given in today's episode or to listen to previous episodes, visit our website, thespookyboys.us. Thank you for listening. Until next time, stay spooky, friends.